Good night, everyone. <laughs> good night. <laughs> I mean, good evening. God damn it. Alright, well, this is Toxic Podcast. I'm Alejandro Kalini. Uh, welcome to my podcast that I host alone, where I consume and process... Excuse me. Where I consume and process any form of content that, regardless of its quality, is genuinely emotionally exhausting or otherwise taxing to consume. And oh my god, guys. This is the... This is in many... This is the first episode of Toxic Podcast. This is... You know, some weeks it's like, oh, I did Hitch, here are some some ways in which I watched Joker, I mean, oh my god, what a, what a, I don't, it's not a, there's, I don't even know where to begin with Joker, there are so many strata across which we could investigate the, I'm sorry, this is a Conway Twitty's The Clown. Um, hang on, let me... So first of all, before we go any further, let me just apologize for last week. Um, uh, oh god, I'm sorry for calling Ava Mendez Eva Mendez like a million times. Uh, and I'm sorry for... I don't know, I don't know if this is clear, I don't know how to make this clear entirely, but, like, I'm sorry for implying that, like, the only ways a movie can be toxic are by being racist and sexist, which is not really what I said, but it kind of, I don't know, I mean, you can go back and listen to it if you want to see the thing that I, you you know, the, you, you know the nature of these apologies is some of them are for real things and some of them are for things that I've imagined that happened or that I imagined that I said, uh, but so yeah, sorry if it seems as though I implied like I was like this movie, you know, your you know, your two main categories are toxic. You're racist and you're sexist. Like I don't know. I th- I think I understand what I was saying with that, but clearly I don't. I don't I don't I don't understand anything that I that comes out of my stupid. Well, okay. So the joke I I don't even know where I want to like I'm definitely not going to summarize the plot of the movie Joker. Like I'll tell you a few I'll tell you a few things. First of all, I watched the first like 23 25 28 minutes of Joker. I don't know why I did that. Was, I think it was 28. I watched like the first 28 minutes of Joker, maybe the first 38 minutes of Joker. This is not a bit I'm doing. I'm just trying to figure this out. And then I stopped and I couldn't for for like a month. Like I watched Joker in two parts separated by over over one month, maybe two months. Um, because the first, it, it just, it's such a bummer. It is such a hard movie to watch. And especially like for me, I hate the other reason I feel like I've had a date with this movie for so long. And, 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 and as I watched it, and as I thought about the idea of talking about it, I was like, God damn it. This movie really has my number. (laughs) Like, for me specifically, I feel so many kinds of ways about this goddamn toxic, this, this, this insanely toxic outing, um, that, like, do I even want to say this first? If this movie weren't about the Joker, would it, would it exist? First, like, first of all, if this movie weren't about the Joker, apparently there's a movie called The King of Comedy that is, like, essentially like this, and it's also, like, I haven't seen... You know, I haven't seen a lot of these, like, guy reaches a breaking point films. Oh my god, I'm gonna reach a breaking point and need to get some water. All I've got here is a scary, uh, energy drink. Um, 
But like, God, do I, where, I'm, this is going to be such an embarrassing episode because I'm going to have to, let's, okay, let's just, I'm, and I'm sorry, like, I'll, I'll say it up front. I'll say it at the beginning of this episode. This is going to be a weird, this is going to be a weird episode and I don't know. We're, well, we're going to, we're just going to talk about the Joker a lot. Like it's going to, this, but, but I urge you to invest in this because, so, so let's do it. Let's do it. So, but, 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 so here's my, here are my feelings about the Joker. I think that the Joker is kind of like, um, like, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge or, or, uh, uh, or like Ram, like Rambo um ghost face the joker is like a the joker is like a character that you know it's a, it's a, like an iconic character who is also like the power of the joker right now is that it i don't know how to talk you know i'm not smart enough to talk about this but like when we talk about the Joker nowadays, what we're really talking about is the last decade of Joker culture, are we not? Like, we're not talking about the fucking 50s, because the Joker, like, he's just a guy with clown makeup on for, like, a long, long time. He's like, you know, it's it's the it's comic books, the, they're early, you know, early superheroes, supervillains aren't, like, totally a thing, so there's a lot of crime bosses who have like a thing they're all over comics there's the guy who's got the the big hammer head there's the penguin there's the guy who you know who's a crime boss but he uh scares you with gas and so the joker is like your crime boss who looks like a clown i think that's as deep as it goes for quite a while and you know, we're all afraid of clowns. Who knows? Who knows why we're all afraid of clowns? I don't know. I don't know why that character catches on. I don't know why it becomes uh, rather than the Riddler. That one gets blown out. Personally, I like the Riddler more. I <laughs> is that a stance I want to take? Yeah, absolutely. I like the Riddler more. Um, but eventually, the Joker, and this is kind of what crystallizes about Lex. L- excuse me, Lex. Old, old Lex, my buddy, Jesse Eisenberg, is they become these supervillains. Like, the DC has the market on supervillains who, like, they're, they're just so maniacal. They're so diabolical. Like, they're not, you know, Galactus. You're Galactus. Your Marvel supervillain Galactus. Sorry for doing this is like a gigantic like you know bigger than a planet he's like an eater of worlds he's probably killed you know billions and billions of people he ate their souls he drained their life force but there's something like scarier about this like un you know this like unpredictable clown identity this sort of um and and for my money you know there are origin stories of the joker there's a bunch of them but for my uh, from from my perspective, and I would argue that this is, you know, not hard to wrap your mind around as being like one of the most valuable parts of the joke of the Dark Knight Joker, which we're going to have to talk, you know, a, at least a little bit in passing about is this where did the Joker come from thing? You know, like the the idea that there is no consistent 
that there is no consistent what happened to this guy. You think like, oh, he's this guy, he dresses up like a clown or like he wears the clown makeup and he's by the by the 70s or the 80s or whatsoever, whatever, he's morphed into like the most the killingest killer in all of Killing Town, and he, you know, gasses entire newsrooms filled with people. He, um, uh, I believe, he shoots Barbara Gordon and paralyzes her. He murders Robin, and I mean, these are these are individual things. But like, what I mean is, the Joker is now kind of like supposed to be scary, and specifically in a way that like. You know, a lot of a lot of supervillains are like, oh, I love the my dad and I. Uh, my dad was like a notorious sea uh, thief, and I wanted to follow in his footsteps. And I fell in the ocean, and I got stung by a bunch of electric eels. And now I'm the electric eel. <laughs> you know, like I I have electric eel powers because I got stung by electric eels. So I dress like an electric eel, and I shock you with my electric eel powers. Um, the Joker is like just like a messed up dude with sort of seemingly unlimited. You know, the, the, one of the scary things about the Joker, and and oh god, oh, and that movie, the the that movie that we're gonna try not to talk too much about does a good job of sort of talk the the Joker's unpredictably ubiquitous reach. Like, what is he everywhere? He gets into everyone's fucking head, and he's got dirt on everyone, and everyone's got to do his little bidding so that everyone becomes like potentially an avatar of the Joker. You don't know who you could trust, and you don't know why the Joker is like this. But that's the thing: is you don't know why the Joker is like this because there's nothing that could conceivably have happened because because to to make a person like this. That's what's like mind-boggling about the Joker. And the Joker in that way, for me at least, represents in the same way that 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 the monster from It does, in the same way that Freddy Krueger in Wes Craven's New Nightmare is described by its creator, Wes Craven, as an evil force, an evil force that takes on various forms, sometimes like media icon forms that have power. The Joker becomes the avatar of senseless evil. All the Joker can't be an individual who something actually happened to. There is no teenager Joker. There, the Joker exists to symbolize a counterpoint to all of the suffering in the world. The Joker is suffering, right? That's that's what's like great about Wes Craven's like Freddy Krueger is described as like evil taking shape and evil if evil finds a particularly salient shape it can decide it wants to hang out in that shape for a while evil constantly of course it's it's goal is is evil its goal is to sow discord and stuff i would argue that if evil has indeed taken residence in the joker specifically in the last 10 years like the joker has done a lot of damage to the real world and i don't mean in the sort of like you know i like i, I want to be careful because i don't i'm not i'm not trying to sound like someone who's like oh the, the joker makes the jokers everyone uh, shootings happen because of the joker right like that's i would agree that that's like a reductive i don't think i don't it's, it's not just reductive it's like off the mark right and having grown up really scoffing at the idea of like blaming metal music for violence it would be ridiculous for me now to turn around and say oh the joker turned everyone into incels <laughs> like 
I mean, the Joker's power nowadays is that it's it seems to have struck a chord with like like is it nihilism or is it sort of the power of not caring you know this this question also there's there, there's the big question that we're, we're like is and i don't and, and i feel a lot of different ways about this is like how much a work of art becomes responsible for the worst outgrowths of its existence there was a time when I would have said, like, art is not at all responsible for what people do with it. And I still want I still want to push in that direction, but I feel a lot less like that now. Um, I, 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 I think maybe maybe it changes with history and maybe, uh, you know, my, the way that I feel about art has changed, but also the t historical time in which we live has changed. I do think that that people nowadays need to, that, that your art, at least this is how I feel for myself, is like, I don't necessarily just want to say like, it's okay if my art has bad stuff in it. If my art is um, gleefully describing something awful. Um, I don't know. I remember I wrote my first novel, first of many, and I sent it to one of my friends. It's about someone who uh, feels wronged in a relationship, and so like d emotionally takes takes a, a, a psychotic emotional revenge. <laughs> oh, I'm really I'm sorry, sorry. Um, and I sent it to one of my friends, and she sent me back uh, the note like it's not entirely clear that the author knows that what the character's doing is wrong, right? And she didn't say this, but I would argue for the story I was telling, that's like a really important piece of that story. And this is and this is where it starts, this is where everyone starts to splinter. And this is where I start to fall out of favor with our friends on left Twitter. <laughs> Which is that I apparently am like a moral scold about movies and stuff. And I, I feel as though movies have a lot more of a moral responsibility than I think a lot of people do. Um, I view art as a creator of art. And I, when I think about all these things, I think about myself sort of participating in them. And I, and I, I, I can't really imagine, I can't really imagine thinking it's, I can't really imagine making a Joker movie. And I don't think that this movie is like, bad for culture like it's supremely toxic it is ridiculous but more than anything it's just a cash like it's just it just made a bunch of our money right like i don't think that i think maybe this will like the this will be like another poster on a guy's wall that you see and you're like uh-oh like you go and it's like you're my any if i have any undergraduate listeners and you go to smoke weed in a guy's room and you see this poster on the wall and you think like oh no maybe uh maybe i'm not going to be friends with this guy past orientation week like that's kind of that's how i feel about this i don't think that this movie is going to make people into psychopaths but i do also think that people you know project onto things like that you know and and i don't want my fate i don't want to have to wipe a bunch of egg off my face you know like people who are 
you know, people glom onto things that are deemed to be dangerous. So it would not surprise me were someone to do something awful and say, I did this because of the Joker. That would not necessarily mean that the Joker is causing people clinically to, to be like, but, but now I'm like, now I'm talking about the movie sort of because the Joker, what he kills these guys and it like infects culture in a way that like, the Joker kills these three Wall Street guys, and they refer to them over and over as the Wall Street guys, which is so funny because it feels like when you're writing it, like you and the guy you're writing it with call them the Wall Street guys, and then just you never remove that from the script. Like, oh yeah, no one, everyone cared about those Wall Street guys, but if it were me on the street, you'd step right over me. So this that's the other thing that's frustrating about this movie is that it's got one of those like show me the lie sort of things, but it's, it's not in service. You know, the Joker isn't saying burn down society. And, and in a sense, in a, in a sense, one would not want your Joker movie to be saying burn down society. Were you doing your traditional like nihilistic Joker? But, uh, but first of all, I'm still on my first of all, this movie insists on showing us the Joker becoming the Joker, which is not, and 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 I would also argue that by the end of this movie, this is that this takes place in a in a realm. This is not like Batman. I don't even know. Maybe Batman will exist in this world, but like this is an entirely new reality. It's not a Gotham that we've seen before. And I'm sorry that I'm taking this so seriously. Um, but like, this is an incredibly toxic movie. It is an incredible cultural artifact. It's insane that this got made and that Robert De Niro plays like Jay Leno that they, you know, that they like stuffed him into that suit and he's got his hair and Marin's in it. Oh God. Um, but like the whole, for me, the whole point of the Joker, hang on, let me open my ridiculous coffee drink. For me, the whole point of the Joker is that he couldn't possibly have, nothing could have happened to make this guy this way, right? Like, and, and, in this movie, they give you this idea that the Joker is like, like, I'm not saying that anyone could become the Joker, because obviously what we're watching over the course of this movie is like a singular confluence of factors. Um, and like, I don't know, I don't want to start using like mental health language, which I don't even know, because that's the thing is I would just start employing it. But like, there's you know, there's like different types of factors, right? Um, and and so like the Joker has like a bunch of stuff going on and then like a bunch of, th he just gets like beat up a bunch. That's, you know, you don't become the Joker because a guy steals your sign. I'm sorry. I And, and, yeah, yeah. So let's, the, so the Joker, he, he, how does he, how does he become the Joker? Cause he's my, my feeling again, my feeling about the Joker is that he has to be, it, it's just this movie. It, it, let's talk about criminal minds for a second. So you remember how criminal minds, they have this thing where the killer 
in the first like 10 seasons they've got all this empathy for the killer the killer has always been like horribly abused and you see the killer alone in their room like going through all this pain and a substance addiction and whatever other sorts of things and the joker is a lot like that like you see a lot of this guy sort of suffering and you see a lot of there there's a lot of scenes where the movie seems to turn to you and go yeah does this guy deserve this does he really deserve this life and like no and and there is there is a real comment being made certainly uh that that whether or not the movie deserves credit for it is another thing but like yeah there's a ton of suffering in the world of all different kinds and and we are encouraged, even as we as individuals are suffering, we are encouraged to be ashamed of our suffering. We are encouraged to go out into this world where all of us lie to each other every day. And, and I'm, I'm sorry, I know it sounds like I'm 15. This movie was written by me when I was 15 with my feet wearing a blindfold. But, you know, we all go out and we all smile and we say, oh, good day. And we all work and we all say it's we all pretend that we that we're not screaming in our heads every second. And 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 if you're not, then I mean, if you're not, if you don't feel this way, then like, great, you know, have a great go for a bike ride this weekend or whatever. Like, um, but like that's, you know, and, and that's that's it's it's hard for me to watch this movie because this movie really has my number. There are a lot of things that happen in this movie that like are just things that are from my day-to-day -day life. You know, like, my not to, not to feel too sorry about myself, not to overshare too much, but, like, I live a very solitary existence. I spend a lot of time and energy just trying to be okay, and in many cases, it's not enough, and it's really hard to feel not forgotten, right? Even as I have one of, even as I have massive amounts of, of privilege and and much, much, much more support than a lot of people, um, it's still hard not to feel those ways. And, when, and part of why it was so hard to watch the beginning of this movie was that I hated watching things that I felt I was experiencing in my life depicted. <laughs> Sorry. Um, like, of course, that card, you know, I, I carry around a card that says that I laugh inappropriately. Do you guys know about this? Do you guys know about the Joker's little card that he carries around? So he's got this condition where he laughs when he's sad. He's got this like, so the Joker, okay, so again, this is, this is me. So I would think that the Joker would need to be a mixture of like diagnosed empathizable, uh, like mental health problems and like trauma and stuff like that. Like, yes, the Joker has been through horrible things, but also if you're gonna, if you're going to, if you must, if you must do an origin of the Joker, the Joker also has to have this like unlimited darkness inside of him. Right. We and this now gets into the question of evil. Right. Like, does evil truly exist? You know, there are there are people who seem to derive real pleasure from torturing and, and eliciting pain and certain certain types of killers seem to be completely without remorse and they they seem to get so much pleasure out of the 
you know, t yeah, the, the torment of other people, that is the closest thing that I would put to like evil. Right. And, but I can't say where that comes from. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that guy from that TV show. Did I ever tell you guys about most evil? That was, it used to be on investigation discovery. This guy had like a, he had like a, a 24, point scale of evil and at the end he would tell you he'd be like because richard ramirez the night stalker displayed unprecedented cruelty with his victims and clearly wanted them to be afraid he gets my second highest rating 23 psychosexual sadist killer multiple victim like he had that kind of he i don't know it, it was a really it was a really weird show um but like in this movie I would argue for most of the movie, you're just really expected to think that the Joker's like kind of a good dude. Like he takes play, he takes care of his unwell mother, his unwell mother. God, I'm such a bad person. His, yeah, his, his mother has an unspecified illness and she's like very weak and she's constantly in bed, but she's also seems to be like not quite, you know, she's not quite mentally healthy. Um, and the Joker goes to a therapist. I'm sorry that I'm calling him the Joker. So his name is fucking Arthur. His name is Arthur Fleck, which is also like, oh, way to kill the mystery of the Joker. Like, I obviously another like huge metric via which this movie is toxic is that like, if this movie were called... What would this movie be called if it wasn't about the joke? If this movie were called like, um, ah, shit, um, tr uh, life, steep, steep stairs. <laughs> Wait, okay, hang on. Steep stairs, steep life. Fuck, god damn it. Okay, so if this movie were called Steep Stairs, Steep Life, no one would. It wouldn't exist. You know, you couldn't. You couldn't get this. You couldn't be like, okay, so it's a movie about because like what what happens in this movie is a guy he suffers from severe mental illness and he doesn't have the resources really. He's like involved in like city programs, like city like public welfare programs to get his medication and to speak to a counselor, and it's not really doing much for him. But he's doing all that he can do. He works. He's not, you know, he is, he has conditions that prevent him from being in polite society. This laughter condition where when he's uncomfortable or when he is sad, when he's crying even, he laughs this like great hiccuping sort of, it's the only time that he has, it's like a joker. It's like, ah, 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 you know. And it happens on the bus when he's like trying to make that child feel good and the mom yells at him and then he starts laughing on this crowded bus and she's like yelling at him and he gives her this card. This is one of the stupidest, most toxic things I've, I, my God, it's so funny. It is so funny. He's got this little worn out laminated card that he hands to people when he's laughing and it's got all this print on it. If someone handed me a card with that much writing on it, I would be like, are you shitting me, sir? You're being like, well, I mean, I see, I don't, I don't want, oh my God, I don't mean to be stigmatizing of the Joker's condition. 
But so on the card, it says like, hello, I'm very sorry to have made you uncomfortable. I have a condition where I have uncontrollable bouts of laughter and it happens at inappropriate times. I'm not laughing at you. I understand that this situation may be serious. Please do not be offended by my behavior. I'm just trying to get home. Uh, and he like hands people this card when he's like making them uncomfortable. Oh my God. Um, but so if this guy's not the Joker, then he's just like a sad guy. He's very, un, he's, he's not well. He works a sort of, he works one of these sorts. He, he works a job where he's like a, a clown. I'm unclear as to what, but so he works a job that does not give him respect, that does not give him, he doesn't have financial security. Um, and he is humiliated every day. He's beaten up. His, he's tormented by his, both his coworkers and the general public. Then um, he, he, one night he accidentally, sort of semi-accidentally while being harassed by these three like Wall Street asshole dickheads, he shoots these three guys and he likes it a lot more than he thought he would. And he, his, his, the shooting becomes a flashpoint. Okay. So this is like the shooting, like a clown, a guy. So it's like a guy dressed like a clown shoots three like wall street banker types on the subway. And it's like the wealthy and elite and like politicians condemn it. But like, it becomes kind of a symbol of what has been like this increasing boiling anger in Gotham city between the, what, I guess like the lower classes and the upper classes and people start like dressing like clowns in, in part of a protest movement. Um, and I've heard it kind of described as being like Occupy, but I would argue it's a little more like a violent sort of like almost revolutionary protest movement that springs that's springing up like all over town rather than in just one place. The movie takes place in a world very, very, very much like our own, except for the fact that in a sense, these I hate that I'm about to say this, but like it imagines a world in which a protest movement could theoretically model itself after the symbology of a killing like this. Like it would be, this would be shut down so fucking quick if protesters started dressing like the guy who shot three wall street bankers. Do you have any, like the language that, that our real world fascists would be using would completely clamp this. Like it, it, it almost, it almost is more optimistic. The idea that there could in fact be such violent uprising, such that there could be such power in the hands of these people not that the movie deserves credit for any of this we certainly do live in a society you know there's this scene where all the, the all these clowns are all like on the sub which again this would never be allowed for everyone to dress up like clowns and get on the subway and go to this ma massive protest but the cops are running after the joker has just the, uh, throughout the movie, the, these three cops or these two cops are like asking the joker all these I'm sorry that I keep calling him the joker <laughs> But like, okay. <laughs> uh, 
Oh my god. You know there's real comedians in they, uh, hang on. A there's so many real comedians in this movie and in one in one case and I got to be very careful about this but like there's one comedian whose real material is used in the movie in one scene. The fact the stand-up stuff is so unforgivable. Just cut the stand-up stuff. You don't have to like it's not your okay. Your your Joker story is not modeled after the killing joke. He's all like he's super isolated. He's not a gangster. Like this this is it doesn't need the fact that this is a Joker movie holds it back honestly. Like this movie is it would it be a good movie where it, it wouldn't okay so it wouldn't it, it wouldn't exist without being a Joker movie but it also if it were not a Joker movie it would also not be particularly like would this be an incisive cultural critique i would argue that this movie's cultural critique value also comes from the fact that it is a cynical cat that it's just a shaking of the cash tree you know that like it doesn't matter you know there's this scene where the therapist says to the joker they don't give a shit about people like you they don't give a shit about people like me and like todd phillips doesn't give a shit about people like me you know i watched this fucking movie you, you know i <laughs> I was about to say, sometimes it's hard work not becoming the Joker, you know? It, it, sometimes it takes everything you goddamn got to not be the Joker. And I don't mean, like, killing people. I just mean that we live in a fucking society, you know? It's, it's, I, I sit alone in my room. I, I do yoga. Don't even get me started. God, they don't give a shit about people like you. It's dumb that he's it's dumb that he's a clown for work. Like do we want to do we like what track of toxicity do we even want to go down? Cuz I I don't even think it's worth talking about the whole if this weren't a Joker movie it wouldn't get made thing because every because that's like the Rogue One problem. It's like nothing that exists anymore deserves to exist. It's just this like it's just you getting fed donuts in hell like Homer Simpson in that gif like <sighs> It's so weird, the touches of Gotham, the touches of... the And where is Edward Nigma? Where's where's the Riddler? Oh, I love the Riddler. The Riddler is so funny. The Riddler, ugh. Oh. <laughs> and, you know, you couldn't do it anymore. You couldn't do it nowadays, but, like, what if there were, like, a cool, gritty Riddler movie? Is there a Riddler in the, um, the Pattinson Batman that's coming out? That movie sounds like it's gonna be cool. Um... But whatever. I mean, like, we live in a society. Um, so the Joker, his mom wants Thomas Wayne to help them. That's one of the Gotham things is they're always talking about Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne is the big billionaire, like, philanthropist of this movie. The sort of symbol of the billionaire class, I guess. Um, and he's also running for mayor. So he's like your billionaire running for mayor archetype. And he says some kind of hateful. Oh, that's what that's the protest movement is. He acts that he he kind of gives like a basket of deplorable speech where he refers to the disenfranchised sort of disaffected populace of Gotham as clowns after the clown shooting. And then everyone sort of picks up the mantle of clowns and starts protesting as clowns. <sighs> but um bruce wayne is in the movie the joker puts his fingers in bruce wayne's mouth there's he, he goes because it because eventually the joker's mom tells him that he's thomas wayne's son and then 
it turns out, oh God, this is so sick. So the Joker's mom is very, is very sick and he's taking care of her. And the two of them, every night they watch this late night show. That's like, it's supposed to, you know, it's like the thirties, but also the seventies, right? It's gotta, it's gotta be. And Murray, what's his name? Murray Franklin. Robert De Niro plays a late night talk show host and like, what on earth is he doing? This is <laughs> Robert De Niro. You know, when you, um, God, I feel like this is so familiar to me. When an alternative comedy show goes, like gets its big break and in order to sort of like try to continually lift it up, it'll have like, it'll be like the scrappy, like your, your like difficult people or the Chris Gethard show or like one of these shows, I'm not throwing any shade at them. Like these really great shows that have really small, really beloved, really loving audiences. And you'll get like Will Ferrell on an episode in, in an effort to like pull the move, you know, pull the show up into, into greater prominence. Um, this is how, and a lot of podcast culture works this way is some is a much higher profile person will appear on your podcast and hopefully that'll give you a burst of new listeners and some of them will stick. Um, it feels like that's what De Niro's presence is doing in like the Joker movie is he's like the older genre Titan <laughs> in the movie, sort of lending it some credibility so that like maybe like some people who wouldn't have watched it are going to watch it. But De Niro is so bad at, he's so, but, and, and so this is also part of the stuff in the movie that like is really lazy and like, you know, the movie really drills in on the mental illness stuff and on like showing you like all the suffering and, and, and God, Joaquin Phoenix, who should not have played the Joker. Like there are so many, you know, assuming good intention and like acting in the best possible faith. If it's really, if we really like wanted to make our Joker movie and make it as good as possible and make it this Joker origin, the Joker has to be like 20 because all speaks because Bruce Wayne is like nine and Joaquin Phoenix is like 40. Like how old is that guy? He looks, if you told me Joaquin Phoenix is 55, I would believe you. He looks significantly older than Tom Cruise, which I mean, Tom Cruise obviously has been drinking the plasma of, of um, young Scientologists for many years. That's, I don't even know why I'd compared him to Tom Cruise, but, um, <laughs> but like, the the decision to become emaciated and to look like an elderly man is very like this movie would make so much more sense if the if the Joker were in his late twenties at the latest, um, especially the sort of behavior and and the mental illness stuff that he's going through like the 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 idea the 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 idea that this guy whatever whatever whatever, but so. If we're so we're making this movie, he's about it's it's so he's a, he's got he's got mental illness, but he's a nice guy. Like that's the thing too, is that he's a nice guy. He gets he gets beaten up and that's why he starts carrying the gun. And then he's at the children's hospital and the gun falls out of his clothes. That's why he gets fired from his job. And then he's on the subway and the Wall Street guys are harassing him, and that's why he shoots them. He doesn't really want to. He's not out there. He he hasn't decided that he's going to be a vigilante now. He hasn't decided that he's going to take out his anger on anyone. In fact, does he take out... The, the people that he kills are people who he develops these sort of grudges against. He doesn't... 
you know, we do not see the Joker become an un... We do not see the Joker become an un... Uh, what What is the word? Undiscriminating? Indiscriminate? An indiscriminate... Ah, shit, whatever. We do not see him just become a killing machine. We don't see him saying everyone deserves to die. We actually see him... There's the scene where the two guys come over to his apartment and he kills the one guy who's his enemy. You know, he's he's reached this sort of breaking point where he's <clears throat> putting on his face makeup and he's going, he's preparing to get on this guy's TV show so he can shoot him in the head on TV. God, it is such a toxic film. It's such a toxic, and, 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 and it's toxic because, you know, it's frustrating what what does uh, uh, hang on a second? I gotta I gotta calm down. Um, the 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 <clears throat> this this whole becoming the Joker thing. He doesn't really. He becomes. He just kind of. It's it's just a story about a guy kind of losing his. You know, it's a story about a guy losing his mind, right? Um, but, but the fact that he, that, that the symbology of the clown just comes from his job, like, and the comedy stuff, uh, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. You know, it, it's, it's frustrating to me. It's frustrating when, when you say, because, okay. Because this character gets attached to everything else, when you, and this is all over the place, this is everything is like this now, is when you're watching these characters that you know who they are, everything you know about them is attached, right? So when you watch this Joker, you're also watching the Dark Knight Joker. I'm sorry, but you are. Um, <clears throat> and that's why they should kind of stop doing this for a little while. But... <clears throat> You, you know, the Joker is only dressed like the Joker for the last, like, 20 minutes of the movie. And he's dressed like that weird, like, Las Vegas wedding chapel Joker. Like, his Joker outfit is really, I don't know. This this whole movie, this is turning the Joker into a bad art movie about, about culture. And that Gary Glitter song. Did you know that when he's dancing on the stairs, it's, the, it's rock and roll part two? Come on. No, that's uh, uh, God. <clears throat> don't give that guy any any money, right? Is there whatever? I don't. I, but um, the Joker. The do I want it like the much like on Criminal Minds, the Joker hits a trigger point. It's the confluence of like. His, his medication, he stops taking his medication. He stops seeing his counselor because the city program, the program that he was using to see a counselor and get his medication is, is cut. Um, and at the same time, his mother tells him that Thomas Wayne is his father. He thought that his mother was just kind of like a little off and was obsessed with Thomas Wayne because she sees him on the TV and thought he could help us because he's like a rich guy. He, she used to work for Thomas Wayne, um, and so she probably thinks of him as like a nice guy, but she now claims that they had an affair and that they were in love. And 
he goes to the like records department and he gets he steals his mom's psychiatric records and it turns out that she was is, is suffers from delusions and psychosis and that he is adopted he is not Thomas Wayne's son he's adopted and that he he does not remember this but that he has gone through unspeakable childhood abuse uh, and neglect at the hands of his mother and her partner, her 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 boyfriend, um, and so he goes to the hospital where his mother is. Oh my god! And he kills her. And I'm so mad at him about it. I'm so mad at the joke. Like, why is the Joker so? I. It's so weird that I'm. <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh, see, this is. I don't, the, this movie, it's so hard to watch and it's so, because it's just, it's just a character suffering and a character suffering and a character suffering and a character suffering. And then the character starts doing things, starts like, oh, and I don't want to start saying this because it's going to, I'm, I, 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 I stop, I stop projecting yourself onto the Joker. That's, that's, and, and that's the thing is this Joker character, we all, I, I, I think it is so easy to project yourself onto the Joker because like, I, I don't really know, I don't really know why, but the Joker is such an important modern symbol. Like, I guess, I guess we all, hey, we all feel a little crazy sometimes, right? Is that what the Joker says? <laughs> I can't wait until the Joker is like selling us uh, uh, Snickers bars and stuff. I love the idea that like the Joker selling a Snickers bars would be like a selling out. Like I just mean like it would I can't wait until the Joker's ubiquity goes beyond him appearing in like four movies a year and now the Joker. Like cuz cuz there's cuz there's also like young Joker on Gotham who is a disaster as I understand it. The Joker needs to in my again, this is my cuz a lot of people probably interpret the Joker in very different ways and I would say some people probably are like the killing joke, that's your Joker origin where the Joker wears the big he's like red red glass mysterio um but then there's also, you know, there's the Joker's origin in the original Batman movie, which is cool. See, I like that origin because it's like the Joker already has this darkness inside of him. The Joker already is a particularly evil guy. And then this extenuating crazy thing happens. Um, <clears throat> but so the breaking point is the, it, it, well, it's his mother is, is almost killed and, and he, so he's beat up. He kills these guys and then he sees the protest movement occurring, but he's also just like, he himself is going through, like, there's all these shots of, like, him lying in bed, and you hear, like, exposition on the news about, like, everyone protesting and stuff. <sighs> but so he he smothers his mom with a pillow. He's, he's so mad. Like, aren't you... I, I guess... I guess he doesn't he doesn't realize that he's adopted. He's he's bummed out to find out that he's that he's adopted. And he feels betrayed be, because but but wouldn't you uh, this I this is forcing me to make so many moral choices about very serious things that I do not know. Like, you know, I have my own experiences with 
I have my own, I have my own experiences. Like this makes me feel some kind of way about my own life. Not not like oh I, you know like the uh, just just being mad at someone for things they did because they're sick. Like it would it feels to me like these discoveries the discovery that your mother the the, the you cuz he already knows that his mother is not particularly connected to reality. Um, there are so many times that he's like puts her to bed and sort of says something to mollify her, you know, like his part of the, the suffering of his life that we see the, the eye of the film focusing on him, of course, is that his life is so bad. And then he goes to his mom and he says like, oh, hey, no, my life isn't that bad. The two of them live in this house and he has to sort of in front of her, put on a performance that his life is okay. And he goes out to comedy clubs and he does open mics and he's like, oh, there's the weird thing with it. Hang on a second. Hang on. So it would seem to me that upon discovering that someone who you know to be delusional was in fact so severely delusional that it like shaped your, like, I guess what he's discovering is that the re he's discovering all at once sort of that like a, one big source of his pain is not knowing the truth about a ton of things and that he was so abused and, and that he clearly must have repressed this, that like a lot of the things that are wrong with you, you know, he, he's mad at his, his mother. He feels that his mother has created him, right? <clears throat> so he, it's, it's very weird. And, and, and this is, and this goes back to, are you supposed to think that it's, are you supposed to go, yeah, and then he kills his mom? Or are you supposed to go, yeah, and then he kills his mom, the most horrifying thing? Because what I think is, I think that, <laughs> I think that mentally ill people should have solidarity against mentally not ill people. I think that the, this world that makes us feel like this and feel marginalized, that we at the very least need to have some amount of empathy for each other and understand that the pain that we inflict on each other is not the same as the pain that the world inflicts on us because we are all hurting. But that is probably, ooh, messed up thinking. That's probably thinking that I was uh, forced to internalize. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, oh, God, I better put on my makeup and dance on some stairs. Uh, Jesus. Dance on some stairs. So it's really, so then the Joker goes home and he's got this appearance on Murray Franklin. Murray Franklin, somehow, there's a lot of things that happen in this world. See, it's a very similar world to ours. But then there's things that happen in the world that are, that make absolutely no sense. The first of them is this protest movement that isn't completely stomped as soon as it adopts the symbology of this murder. I'm sorry that I keep saying the word symbology. I've decided that it makes me feel very smart today. Um, the second is that, so the Joker goes out to comedy clubs and he does open mics. He like writes, he's got this like messed up joke notebook and we see a couple, it feels like there's probably some stuff on the cutting room floor about like, there's probably more comedy club stuff. Um, I'm also like not even really talking about the almost barely existing, like the subplot where there's this woman and her daughter who's clearly the Joker likes, but then it turns out he's delusional and he's he's been imagining her sort of being his friend when really she just like lives down the hall from him. But 
But what is that for? Like, what is that in the movie for other than like, there's, it's just like five, it's just like seven more minutes of movie. I wonder how much time that takes up. Is it just to show you there's this, cause there's this reveal at one point at towards the end of the movie where it shows that, that most of the time he thinks he spent with this woman, she wasn't even there. And it's one of those classic, like you see her and him hanging out and then you see that he's alone. You see her and him hanging out somewhere else. And then you see that he was alone. Um, but, but, uh, 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 the, 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 sorry, the other thing that doesn't make sense about this world, I mean, there's many things that don't make sense about this world, but the other thing that like really stands out is this Murray Franklin thing. Murray Franklin, he's an, he's like an old fashioned talk show host, but he looks, I'm sorry, no, no offense to Robbie D, but he looks like Jay Leno. Like Robert De Niro looks most like Jay Leno. I cannot not think of him as Jay Leno, even though he's supposed to be like a Johnny Carson or an Ed Sullivan, or even, I don't know, maybe earlier than that. I don't know. Like he and his mom, and, and this is another like, I know so many people who have this memory of like watching TV with your parents. I have this memory with my mom watching Criminal Minds with my mom and, and watching serial killers and being like, God, those guys. Empath- I love love them serial killers. Um, it's that is so many degrees of mirror universe of like the, the, the Criminal Minds empathy for killers, the Joker empathy for killers, the watching the TV, the, the, the um, ugh, Jesus, you know, it's weird. Ugh, I gotta find some stairs to dance on. Um, but, but, uh, uh, so, so on the one hand, there's this show that they watch together and it's a big deal for them. On the other and he kind of imagines himself someday being on this show. But again, he should be younger. He should be much younger if he's imagining this. Then he's also going out to open mics and doing his act. Now, one day he is he's in the hospital his mother has been sent to the hospital she the cops came to ask her questions about the wall street guys getting murdered and she had a stroke um and now she's in the hospital and he's watching the murray franklin show with her in her room and murray franklin's like oh and by the way um pogo's comedy club in gotham city just sent us this video of some guy and it shows this clip of the Joker doing his bad act and, 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 and Murray Franklin himself, the exact guy who the Joker was so in love with is like, "Ugh, look at this idiot. Can you believe it? Look at this. Not well, look at this bozo. Look at this and calls him. Look at this Joker. That's where the, that's where the term Joker comes from. (laughs) You know, nobody used to say Joker before Murray Franklin. He invented the word. But so this is one of those, like, the Joker's face hardens and you can see very much that Murray Franklin's going to get shot in the face before the film is through. Um, but that would never, like, would that, you know what, as I say it, I kind of, now I think about all of the insanely cruel news stories and sort of like your Tosh.0 and stuff like this. But like, I don't even know what the legal ramifications are of like using someone's stand up at a club. Like, like, are you inherently consenting to having your video? Like, don't you need to sign a release if someone's going to put your 
your act on TV like that? Do that? Don't they need to tell him? I don't know why that is such a breaking point for me. Like that is where, but like the idea that he turns his head, that society has been so rough on this guy. Oh my God. I'm the Joker. Boo hoo. I'm the Joker. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I take care of my mom. Thomas Wayne is my dad. I want to, I'm trying to get well, but nothing works. People beat me up and steal my sign. I have to be a clown all day. I killed some guys on the subway and it ruled. Murray Franklin, but, and like you turn your head and Murray Franklin, the guy, there's like literally scenes where the Joker's like, you know, Murray, I've always imagined you being my father. So he turns his head and this guy specifically, not Letterman, not Craig Kilborn, but this guy is like ridiculing him, calling him worthless, and specifically, not like, oh, this guy's a little bit weird, but specifically ridiculing your craft. <laughs> so then, in, a, in another heightened, the audience response to the ridicule is so great that Murray Franklin, his, his booker, invites the Joker on the show. The Joker then shows up to the show dressed on, on on the day again. These fictional these these protests are going on. These these increasingly violent, increasingly tense anti-government, anti-establishment protests that involve people dressing like clowns. A major protest is happening that day. Murray Franklin's show is broadcast live. Another ridiculous, ridiculous wrinkle in this. But so the Joker shows up dressed like a clown protester and says to Murray Franklin, hey, I just wanted to let you know, I'm actually not part of the clown protests. And he goes, okay, well, we'll, br we'll bring you on. What, 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 are we, what are we talking about, guys? What are we talking about? Come on. You, you think this guy would get, you think this there's a chance this guy would get on the air? Like, it's such a, like, it's such a... Uh, It's just so funny. It's so funny the amount of it's a it's a romance and it's an it's a romance in not in the style of a movie, but it's a romance the way that Hawthorne's The Scarlet Letter is a romance. It takes place in a world adjacent to reality where things are shaped and bent, where the rules are bent around symbolic points and around these sort of grander aesthetic achievements. The movie Joker is not about a coherent movie. It's about these sort of sequences of discomfort that you experience. And in that way, it's success, you know, it's a successful movie. It sets out to do what it wants to do. It's not bad, but it's awful. Sorry about the banging of the ghosts. Um, <clears throat> but so the Joker, like, can you imagine this, this idea that like on this, on this day of these violent protests, the guy shows, a guy shows up, they haven't done any research into him too. Like you, you could probably look up that this guy was recently, like, I don't know. I don't know how much of a background check you do. Certainly you can hire a guy on SNL and not know that he's got a bunch of racist podcasts under his belt, but like, they they just sight unseen hire this guy you know he's 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 sitting there in his apartment next to a corpse next to the corpse of this guy he used to work with who he stabbed in the eye stabbed in the neck with some scissors and he's 
painting his face to look like a clown. He, he orchestrates the beating of these cops who follow him onto the subway. That's a great scene. And that scene is about the power of people. I don't want to start talking about, I, you know, I can't even start talking about how things like that make me feel. <laughs> but like, th this is a romance because it exists in a world in which a mob full of people can take down a couple of cops and, you know, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't be like a really ugly bloodbath. Um, The, ahem, ahem, uh, 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 the, the, the idea of the Joker going on TV with this makeup on and Murray Franklin literally at the beginning of the segment goes, listen, I'm aware of the protests. Our next guest has assured me that he has no political attachment to the protests. Then he comes out and he's, he's like sitting there and he says, hey, I killed the Wall Street guys. I don't know if you guys have seen the final scene of Joker, but he's on Murray Franklin. He comes out dressed as... He, he has asked that he be introduced as Joker. So he comes out as Joker. He looks... He looks great. Hey, he looks beautiful. Um, and then he gives this speech about how nobody cares about the little guy. People care about the big guy, but nobody cares about the little guy. I killed those Wall Street guys and everyone's up in arms about it. And, you know, um, maybe the pro he doesn't say the protesters have a point, but like he, you know, he at first says he doesn't have any political allegiance and then immediately gives this like very sort of one percenty speech. But like. Is the implication then also that the people who feel this way are, are, are misguided? Like, what, what does it mean? What does it mean when you put, when you put points? Uh, well, I mean, I, I actually, people have had this conversation. I, I saw people having this conversation on Twitter very recently about how, like, villains are often given plausible jumping off points for their villainy because it's like, you see someone who has sees a legitimate problem, but their solution to it is the most evil, scary thing in the world. Like that's such a resonant thing for people. Um, so I don't know about the decision to make the Joker like, you know, at, at the end of the movie, the joke. So the Joker shoots Robert De Niro in the head. He yells, he yells at Robert De Niro, and then he's like, "I'm all mad at you. I'm the Joker. Me, uh, life, life is mean to me. We live in a society." Boop, 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 boop. And then he shoots him in the head, and it's oh god, what a disaster. Um, but like at the end of the movie, Gotham is like burning, and oh my god. Okay, I'll tell you this. Bruce Wayne's parents get murdered again as like a weird afterthought. Like they put the Joker in a cop car and he's driving to, I guess, be, I don't know. Is the end of the movie him in a hospital though? Hey, yeah, there's going to be a, there's literally going to be Joker too. Are they? Ay, ay, But so that's, I mean, what, what else or what are we even going to talk about? Like wh why make a movie where the where a guy becomes the Joker? <laughs> and like it's it's just so fr it's just so frustrating it's just so frustrating so that's that's my joker episode that's the first episode of toxic podcast the first and last guys um take care of yourselves rate review and subscribe um oh oh uh please come to poindexter Collini's second semester i've got a great it's going to be a great show there's going to be some incredible comedians on the lineup i think <laughs> I mean, I'm kidding. They'll be incredible. They're just not booked yet. Um, God, that's a disaster.
it's going to be a really great show, and I'm and I'm very excited and grateful to the comedians who are going to be on this lineup. But it's uh, January 21st at the Footlight Bar, Poindexter Collini. Uh, I'm his alter ego, not the other way around. I am merely a sad shadow summoned with the consumption of an evil potion. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, Footlight Bar, January 21st, that's a Tuesday at 7 p.m., $5. It's going to be an amazing uh, show. And also, uh, um, uh, why so serious, guys? Hey, why so serious?